0: from Proverbs, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. For lack of guidance, a nation fails. But victory is won through many advisors. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another.
1: Morning, everybody. Thank you, Eric, so much for reading that uh, this morning. I hope everybody's well. We're ending a series on the Book of Proverbs today, and wisdom. Bible says that wisdom begins with fearing God, and we said this the first couple weeks. Fear isn't what we think it means to us. Fear is an emotion, but not in the Book of Proverbs, and uh, not in the Bible. Fear is not an emotion. It's an intellectual response that uh, God matters most, that God's number one. So fear means first, and fear first means most. We put God first, and how does that happen? It happens by learning. So thank you for being here. Thank those who are watching online to the end of this series. We begin a brand new series uh, next week. And, you know, um, thank you for those who are tuning in online that you've just stumbled across us or somebody shared it and you're watching, or for the many of you Who have been a part of the Grace family here and you've moved out of the way. You've moved out of the area to like a state, like Texas, of all places to go to. You've moved to Texas or Colorado or Europe or you've moved out of the DC area and you're in another place in Maryland and it's too far to drive or Virginia. Thank you for still being a part of the Grace family. So what is what exactly is wisdom? Here it is. Wisdom is a skill. For navigating life well, really well. It's a skill for nav, It's like being an exceptional pilot to get from A to B, to get from here to there. It's like having a Google Maps or a GPS, you know, for your own life. You think about it, right? In your, uh, in your GPS or in your Google Maps or whatever you choose to use, there's a starting point and ending point. Well, just think about it as it pertains to wisdom. Starting point, right? I'm drowning in debt. Ending point, I have cash to burn. That would be a great thing, wouldn't it? Well, that's what wisdom is. How about this for a starting point, I'm single with some bad habits. Ending point, I'm happily married. All right, we don't have a GPS for life. At least Dorothy had a yellow brick road, right? We don't have that. What do we have? We have people. Today is all about people because the book of Proverbs says that we need people in our lives. If you like to write things down in the back of your bulletin, here's the thing you got to write down. People are our maps. There are maps. There's maps all around you. Those watch online, you have maps all around you. It's people. People are our maps. Anybody, here it goes, anybody in this life, according to the Bible, that's pursuing wisdom is pursuing people. We need people in our lives. They are our maps. Proverbs says over and over again, seek wisdom, seek counsel, seek advice. Iron sharpens iron. We need people in our lives. They are our maps. It is very dangerous to isolate ourselves. You'll notice as you read through Pro- there's only 31 chapters in Proverbs. If you read one chapter a day, Unless it's February, unless it's February, you're going to get through in a month, right, roughly, right? So if you just want a day, what you're going to come across over and over again says, people who are foolish, which is the opposite of wisdom, are wise in their own eyes. In other words, there's nobody else around them. They don't have people. They've isolated themselves. It's dangerous to isolate yourself. Look at Proverbs 18 says. That's how important people are. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. We need people, people in our lives. That's wisdom. Anybody pursuing wisdom is pursuing people. Today is community group sign up. I encourage you, think about it, pray about it. You want to be in a group of people who can speak into your life, who you can discuss the Bible with, who you could talk with, who could hold you accountable, who could be an extra set of eyes for you. We need people. This is an opportunity for community, the community group sign up, which means it's an opportunity for wisdom in our lives. Now, Proverbs is a beautiful blend of spirituality and practicality. It's a beautiful blend of spirituality and practicality. Maybe you've heard somebody say this. I've heard people say it many times. They'll say, well, I'm just going to pray about it. I got some issue I'm trying to figure out in my life. Maybe it involves a relationship. Maybe it involves money. Maybe it involves your career or some other decision, whatever. And people around are just like no no stop the car stop the car turn around the bridge is out you're like i ah, got it's okay driving on right i just go pray about it it's all good let's go pray about it you got a bridge out on your map we need people in our lives but we have a tendency to ignore people and we have a tendency to ignore advice we should not do that. And that's why Proverbs keeps coming back. It says, don't be wise in your own eyes. You need people in your life. We took a trip to Alaska about a decade ago. And uh, my father-in-law wanted to go there for a long time. And so we finally did. And uh, we finally, he finally got us when he said, look, if you go, I'll pay for your kids to go. And that was the final blow. I said, okay, all right, we'll go to, we'll go to Alaska. We'll go to Alaska. And people told me that I knew that it lived in Alaska and people that lived in Canada and up along the border of Canada was like super cold up there, right? I said, look, John, mosquitoes, mosquitoes, they're terrible. I'm like, what, there's no mosquitoes up there. It's too cold for mosquitoes up there. Oh, no, no, no. The cold weather just makes them strong, makes them sturdy. You know what I'm saying? One well, one buddy, he told me, he says, they got mosquitoes up there the size of birds. Oh, Yeah. And they'll sting right through your jeans. Doesn't matter how thick your jeans are. They're like a stingray. Zing, you know, and boom. So we got there, and I'm in Anchorage, and I didn't see any mosquitoes in Anchorage. And we went to a couple of parks and places. I didn't see any mosquitoes. We mainly stayed in the general area. And then one day we decided we're going to take a little walk, a little tour. The park ranger was going to lead us on a walk. So there's a group of about 20 of us, and we were going to go through the woods. We walked about 10 feet into the woods and we stopped. The park ranger stopped, turned around, and she, she looked at a tree and she broke off a couple branches. And these little she said, Look, if you'll take these and wave them, if you happen to see a mosquito, if you happen to see a mosquito, and you wave them, they'll just go away. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. The person standing in front of me had a white coat on. At about that time, the white coat turned black. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, no. And I turned to Krista. She had already had. In her hands, the two branches, right, with the stuff on it, right. She had it in her hands, and she looked at me, and my face was covered with mosquitoes. My wife loves me so much; she immediately jumped into action. She just went. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> now, I suffered for doing something very unwise. We have a tendency to ignore people's wisdom and advice. We should not do the proverbs. Please don't do that. People are your maps. Listen to people. You need people. You need people in your life. To talk to you. If you're pursuing wisdom, you're pursuing people. Please, please pursue people. The Pro- book of Proverbs says pray for friends, pray for advisors, pray for counselors. And the deal is this, everybody. Our culture does not value friendship enough. doesn't. Friendship is not like, oh, it grabs all the attention. No, no, no. What grabs our attention? When you walk through the supermarket line, you go to checkout supermarket, there's all these glossy magazines, right? There's all these glassy, glossy magazines, right? Everybody's shopping glossy magazines, what are they they talking about? They say, look who's friends with who. Look, this person's friends with that person. No, they don't do that. They say, look who's sleeping with who. That's what grabs our attention. That's what we're talking about. Tinder. You know what Tinder is? Okay. Tinder has gone over a billion swipes a day, a billion. And if you don't know what Tinder is, it's not a friendship app, Okay. (laughs) We don't value friendship enough. We should value, and that's what Proverbs is, value friendship. Our attention a lot of times is drawn in the wrong direction. We need friends. There's a great story. It's told in the Talmud many, many years ago. This is during the days of the Roman Empire. During this time, the Roman Empire had tremendous political tension between Rome and Damascus. And there was two friends. They grew up together. One's name was Marcus. And, one, and he, he was from Rome. And the other was named as Aristos. Well, they both, when they both were growing up, they were both in Rome together. And they became great friends. They grew up all their life. They both went into business. They could trust each other. And because of the tension, they decided that one friend, Aristos, would go to Damascus. They knew they could always count on each other twice a year. Like, Aristos would go to Rome, spend a week with uh, Marcos, and then vice versa, every year. They could trust each other. They knew business. They were great great friends. Well, during the one uh, time of year when Marcus from Rome needed to go to Damascus to visit Aristos, he goes there, he makes the journey, uh, sails to Beirut, and then takes, uh, takes the horses up to Damascus. He sees his friend. He's there at his house for a couple hours, and all of a sudden, remember, there's a lot of tension, political tension going on. The king didn't trust anybody. The king from Damascus sent soldiers in, and he felt that Marcus from Rome was a spy. And so he brings him in to his court and the king could care less about, you know, there was no evidence, but he just had all these suspicions running wild. He says, you're going to hang. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hang you. And Marcus says, please, king, let me go back to Rome, put my affairs in order. People owe me money. I owe people money. Let me talk to my family to make sure everything is right. I will come back and you, you can hang me. And the king's like, what? That's ridiculous. If I let you go, you're never coming back. And he says, no. Marcus says, no. My friend Aristos here. He will, he will be my guarantee. If I don't come back, you can hang him. Aristos is standing there like, what? <laughs> Did we talk about this? Right? And Aristos says, that's right. I have full trust in him. Full trust. Go ahead and go. And he comes back. The king says, you have 20 days for this. On the morning of the 21st day... I will hang Aristos if you are not back. Marcus says, good, I'm gone. He runs out. He got a fast start. He got a fast ship, right? He gets back there. He's days ahead of schedule, puts everything in order in his house, puts his uh, business in order, hugs and kisses his family. They're crying, crying, crying. He gets on the ship. He's three days ahead of schedule. They get out in the middle of the sea, and all of a sudden, the worst thing happens. All the wind just dies. It's just like a sea of glass. Nothing's moving. They're just sitting in the middle of the sea. Finally, after days and days of this, huge winds come up. The ship, right, right to Beirut. It is now the morning of the 21st day, the day that his friend, Aristos, is to be hung. Sun's just coming up. The ship pulls in to Beirut. He hops on a bunch of horses. Man, the horses are flying. There's foam coming out of their mouth. He gets there about noontime, goes to the public square, and there is his friend, Aristos, up on the gallows. The king had decided to move the hanging back to noontime because he wanted more people to see. If you mess with the king, here's what happens. He wanted a huge crowd to be there, so he just moved it back. So Marcus runs up the steps, grabs a hold of his friend. I'm here, I'm here. He looks at the hangman, take this thing off of him. I'm the guilty party. And you know what Aristo says? Aristo says, no, 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 hangman, don't do that. He missed the deadline. You must hang me and let my friend go. Hangman says, oh, "Okay." <laughs> and Marcus says, "No, no, 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 that's crazy. The the king had an edict. Take it off Aristos." And Aristos says, "No, you can't defy the king's orders." And back and forth and back and forth they went. And finally the hangman said, "I got to go talk to the king." He goes to the king, tells the whole story. The king says, "You know what? I need some time to think about this. This is crazy." Okay? The king comes out about an hour later. He makes a big announcement to the whole square. He says, listen, everybody, I have decided to let both of these men go free on one condition, that they make me their third friend. Uh-huh. We need to value friendship. Friendship is important. This is what the book of Proverbs is calling us to. We need to be careful about it. People are our maps, and we need to be intentional, everybody, very, very intentional about who our friends are. Jesus Christ prayed all night before he chose 12 friends. Did you know that? That's how important it is. Jesus chose 12 friends, and before he did very intentionally, he prays all night. Seek friends. Seek the right kind of friends. Pray about friends. Ask God to guide you to the right friends. Pray about, for those of you signing up in the community group today, pray about it. God, what group do you want me to be in? It could change the direction of your life. The wisdom you will receive there could change your life because people are our maps. Choose carefully. Proverbs 12 says this, godly people are careful about the friends they choose. Now, Solomon, who wrote most of Proverbs, when he died, ignored all wisdom. He ignored people. He didn't take people's advice anymore. And at his final days, his kingdom was just in a terrible condition. He really went off the rails because he was surrounded by nothing but yes men. And the people who told him anything other than what he wanted to hear, he just ignored it and went his way. And now his kingdom was just in really bad shape. So he dies and his son Rehoboam becomes king. Now Rehoboam has a decision to make. Because the people came to him and said, look, your dad overworked us. He overtaxed us. It was terrible. We lived in an oppressive situation because he, so, he became so selfish at the end of his days. So Rehoboam is confronted with this. He's got a group of older counselors, people, wise people, and he's got a group of younger. And the older group says, hey, look. The people have been overburdened. Tell them that you're going to lighten up on them, and they will love you, and they will follow you, and everything will be fine. And the younger group over here said, Oh, no, 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 don't do that. He gave the opposite. He said, Look, you think your dad was bad? This is what you need to say. You think my dad was bad? I'm going to be really tough, and I'm going to lay it on you. And he chose their advice. And you know what happened? The kingdom tore apart and never came back together again. If we listen to the wrong people, if we don't choose wisely, our world might get torn apart. We don't want that. So we need to pray about it. We need to be intentional about it. We really need to think about it, right? If you're pursuing wisdom, you're pursuing people, and you're pursuing the right people in your life. Some of the best people in this city are a part of Grace Community Church. I can tell you that. The people in this church are incredible. I am astounded all the time at the quality of people that are in this church. You are surrounded by awesome maps. There's a lot of good maps around you. And I encourage you to get to know some of these maps. It's not a good thing, everybody, when we, like, I want to get from A to B, and I go and I seek the advice of somebody who's never been to B. Do you know what I'm saying? If you want to get to B, you need to talk to somebody who's actually been to B. Maybe they're older than you, or maybe they're more experienced than you, or maybe they have a skill that you need to have. Whatever it is, you need to talk to people who have been to B. We need to seek that in our lives. And there are a lot of people like that here. So about 20 years ago, I realized uh, myself that I, I I need to start praying for friends. I saw the wisdom in the book of Proverbs. I saw what the Bible was talking about. I saw what Jesus did. See, I need friends. I need really good friends in my life. So I began to pray about it. I've always been shy, and I've always been introverted. I know it's weird that I do this up here, but okay, it is what it is, okay? But I've always been shy. I've always been introverted this is where I went to school. I say this all the time when I do the Grace and Five. This is where I went to school. So every Sunday when I walk in the hallway, particularly the hallway downstairs, a particular classroom that I, I walk past. And um, all, I don't know why it happened in that classroom. I guess, I guess those, the students that were in the class knew how shy I was and how embarrassed I get. But I would walk into the class and they would start singing songs about me. Like they made up, they made up songs. Well, One of them they didn't have to make up. Remember that old song, He's So Shy? Does anybody remember anybody old enough remember that there was an old song? He's so you know, he's so sly. Or I'm not going to sing it for you because I'm a terrible singer. He so they would sing that or they would like, you know, when they had ding 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 ding, or do do this stuff like, and they would sing they slide, boom 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 boom, and they didn't do it because I was popular. They did because they knew I was shy. So I've always been that way, and I realized about 20 years ago I need to start praying for friends. I need I need to start praying for God to put the friends in my life that I needed for wisdom's sake, that I could be a friend to and could be a friend to me. And I'm just amazed at the friends that God, over the past 20 years, has put in my life, in my family's life, my wife, my kids. I want to encourage you. Please, please, please make it something that you do every year. Pray for friends. Pray that God would send the friends in your life. All right. Now, I prayed a lot. I did 20 years ago. But I just need to tell you, that's not all I did. Remember, it's a blend of spirituality and practicality. It's not all I did. That's not all I did. I believe in prayer. I don't want you to walk out of here and say, oh, John doesn't really believe in prayer. I totally believe in prayer, right? Like somebody was praying for the Minnesota Vikings last week, right? <laughs> well, I'm totally down with that. I believe in prayer. But there are three things that I look for from the book of Proverbs, three things I look for, right? right? And three things I decided I had to be. They both become, they're both the same things, but three things I had to, I had to look for. The first one is this, loyal. I had to look for loyalty. This is what Proverbs encourages me to do. I had to be loyal, and I had to look for somebody who's loyal. So it says, Proverbs 25, like a broken tooth or a lame foot. Don't you love the creativity? (laughs) Like a broken tooth or a lame foot is reliance on the unfaithful in a time of trouble. You know what you don't need? You don't need a ghost in your life. You don't need a disappearing friend. When you're going through a tough time, you need a friend who shows up, doesn't walk away, doesn't become a ghost, doesn't disappear. You need somebody who is faithful, somebody who will be with you during the tough times. When the, when going gets tough, the tough get going. Those are the friends you need. You need a friend who will be there during the tough times. You need a friend who will be there with you when there's time to do work, something to be done. I need help. I have to move. Will you help me? Oh, man, let me check my count. No, I'm on. I'm away every weekend this week, right? You know, I'll never forget, right? I'll never forget uh, 25 years ago I was in in a church and there was a tight group of friends that were there and I was standing in that circle, just having you stand in a circle and one of the friends was moving and really needed help, really needed help. And like different ones were like, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. And this one guy says, "Uh, I have to pray about it. (laughs) yes. That's the type of friend you don't need. That's somebody who disappears when there's work to be done. Does anybody know somebody who disappears when there's work to be done? Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Hands up all over the room. You don't need friends like that. You need people who show up. You don't need a ghost in your life. You need people who are loyal. When it gets tough, when there's work to be done, that's what you need. Number one. Okay, Proverbs seventeen seventy. A friend loves how many times? At all times. They're there. They're loyal. Now, here's the second one that you're looking for. Here's the tough one. Here's the tough one. These are all things that you're looking for and that you need to be. Here's the tough one, candid. Ooh, this is going to be tough. I love the way the Proverbs said, better is an open rebuke. Now, nobody looks forward to that, right? Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. We need somebody who's going to tell us the truth, who's going to be blunt, open and honest with us when we need it. Well, we don't need that 24-7. Are we clear? (laughs) For you people who just love to speak the truth, we don't need it 24-7. Get some wisdom on what you're doing, all right? But when we have food in our teeth, we need a friend to say, hey, man, you got a bunch of food in your teeth, right? When we need to go wipe our nose, then we need somebody to say, would you please go wipe your nose? Okay. We need people who are open and honest with us, and we should not walk away from that. But our tendency is that when somebody tells us something that we don't want to hear, we're like, ah, get out of my life. That's my business. Here's the problem with saying it's my business, everybody. Hey, it's my own business. Mind your own business, right? Here's the problem with saying that. When we do stuff like on our own, in private, like hey, I make my own decisions... When they turn south, they tend to be very public. When people say, hey, I don't think you want to be in that relationship. Hey, mind your own business. When that falls apart, when it melts down, the meltdown happens to be very public. So you might as well get public up front. Is that making sense? When they foreclose your house, it's going to be very public. Okay? So we might as well get public in the beginning. Rather than people talking about you, you might as well let them talk to you. You might as well invite this okay? We need people who will be blunt, honest, and to the point. Now, listen, people are part of the problem, right? Can we be honest about that? They're part of the problem. People frustrate us. They let us down. They irritate us. We're gun-shy. Like, oh, my gosh, I just don't want to deal with people anymore, right? I love the city. I just can't stand all these people around me, right? So, so if people are part of the problem. They're, they're, they will let us down, but you've got to push through that. I had an amazing thing happen to me just on Friday, I pulled into a parking garage and went down, like, way down to, like, the third level. And there's an attendant down there that then, you know, takes your car or whatever. And so I pulled up and I rolled the window down. And when I rolled the window, a guy came walking around and he saw me. And the moment he saw me, he was like, whoa, whoa, man. I'm like, what? What? And he says, everybody must tell you you look like somebody. Hey, What? (laughs) Everybody must tell you you look like somebody. And I thought, I paused for a second, and in my mind I'm thinking... Who do I look like? Brad Pitt?
0: (laughs) Who is he
1: he thinking about? Maybe it's football, you know, Tom Brady. Do I look like Tom Brady? And so I finally said, who? Who who do I look like? Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw! (laughs) The man's 80 years old and bald. What is going on? What is going on here? This is terrible. People will irritate you, frustrate you, <laughs> say hurtful things to you. I'm never gonna be that guy's friend. <laughs> but I'm saying you gotta push through it. You gotta push, you gotta push through it. And everybody, listen, sometimes we just need to learn the way people are wired. We need remember we've been talking about this. Proverbs, you turn what down? Can anybody remember? What do you turn down? Turn down, you turn something down emotion. You turn the emotion down. That's what Proverbs, and you turn what up? Intellect. 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 You turn it way up. So sometimes we just really need to analyze the situation. We need to analyze people. We need to look at the way they're wired and the way they're gifted. Okay? So my father-in-law, Big Russ, Big Russ had the ability to walk into any situation and see everything that was wrong with it. Anybody have anybody like that in your life? They walk in, they just like, anybody? If you're sitting next to them, don't raise your hand, but, you know, if not, anybody? They just see everything wrong. Isn't it frustrating? Okay. Big Rush used to say, he said to me, John, wake up every morning and figure out the worst thing that can go wrong today, plan for it, and that's a good day. I'm like, what? He had a system for everything, and his system was the right system. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you have anybody in your life that their, their system, their way, there is no other system? Like, <laughs> It's crazy. I remember when we first married, uh, Krista said to her dad one day, Dad, why don't you teach John to wash the car? Wash the car? What? You think I don't know how to wash a car? What are you talking? Three hours. (laughs) Three hours. He had a system for everything. Now, here's the thing. That could have been really frustrating, right? (laughs) Right? Yes. But here's what I learned about Russ. He could go into a situation and see everything was wrong with it. So you know what I did? You know what I did? I finally learned. I turned the emotion way down. I turned the intellect way up. And when we went to buy a house, we looked at all kinds of houses. Big decision. If something goes wrong, things can go really wrong with a decision that big. So you know what I did? I said, hey, Russ, get a piece of paper and a pen. I sent him into the house by himself. I said, tell me everything wrong with this house. (laughs) List, 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 right? Give me the list average over. Go to Mr. Mrs. Real Estate Agent. How'd you like the house? Here's how I like the house. Check out my list. Okay. He was thrilled by this. He's very, very happy, right? He's glowing with happiness because he was doing his thing. He was expressing his gift. I was safe. I was safe. He kept me from making a really bad decision. Maybe, maybe we need to turn emotion down sometimes, turn intellect up and say, the people that are sometimes frustrating me, maybe I just need to readjust the way I'm looking at this situation because God gifted them, in a, gifted them in a way that's going to protect me, that's going to give me wisdom and it's going to protect me from harm and danger. Does that make sense? That's wisdom. Okay, if you are pursuing wisdom, you are pursuing people, successful people. A lot of times we look at successful people and we say they have all the answers. That is not true. This has been very well studied. This is not true. Successful people are people who are willing to say, I don't have the answer and I need to seek people who do. And the question is, is that you? Is that me? Is that the way I'm living my life? We need people, people in our life. One last word. Now, I'm going to say one last thing, one last thing. There's a million variations. I'm just choosing one. It's because ones I've heard. But I, there's a, I need you just to think of all the different ways this applies to you, just one thing. For 17 years of the history of Grace Community Church, we, we often have, because we're a young church, right? Our average age is like in the 30s. Okay. So we have a lot of young marrieds at Grace Community Church. And invariably, young marrieds say, I want to be in a group with who? All young marrieds. I want to be... And that's great. And you should. And you should be most of the time because that's fun and you'll make friends and it's awesome. Please be in a group of young marrieds. But every now and then, every now and then, please sign up for a group with the old marrieds. You know why? They've been there. The place you're trying to get on your map, they've already been. Look to be with people who are either older or more experienced who have a skill, something beyond you. It's awesome being at the same place we are, but you've got to seek people beyond you. Can you do that? Seek beyond. Because you're trying to go from A to B. Choose people who have already been to B at least every now and then. Last one is this. So these are three things that we're looking for in a friend and that we want to be. The last one is this. In control of their temper and their tongue. Proverbs 22. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. If you're easily angered, it's going to bust apart your your friendships. If you're in a relationship with somebody who's easily angered, it's going to cause a problem in the friendship. You've got to get that under control. If anybody here has ever been in a relationship with somebody who's easily angered, man, it's, it's nothing but problems. We have to seek to control that, to heal that, to help that, to change that, whatever. But be careful when you're, if you're in a relationship with somebody easily angered. The second thing is this, the tongue. A gossip portrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. Here's the thing, everybody. If you're in a friendship with somebody who gossips, like when they see you, like, did you see, did you see so-and-so, they're doing all that. What do they do? What do they do when they're not around you? They're talking about you. They're talking about you. And if that's your tendency to gossip and to talk, 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 you know. I know we do it creatively, you know. Pray for this person. Whatever, however you do it. You know. Pray for this person, they God needs to the heal them being a jerk. You know, whatever, right? These type of things. Be careful being in a relationship and a friendship with somebody who has a problem with their temper or their tongue. You want to look for all three, you want to be all three. People, people, people are our maps. Now, I want to try to close down with this. I hope that you got one of these beautiful magnets that has our theme verse on it for the year, Proverbs 27, 12, right? I want you to imagine this. That's why it says imagine this at the top there. Imagine Monday, December the 31st, 2018. Imagine you sitting there in the room reflecting on the entire year. It's the last year of 2018. And you're saying this. Wise people see trouble coming and get out of its way. God has gripped my heart with this. Chris and I have heard far too many stories of people who are hurting. They've been in a relationship. They've made a financial decision. they made a life decision, whatever, on and on and on. And they are in deep pain. We have been praying, praying for months now. The staff has been praying. The prayer team has been praying that God would help us to see trouble coming and we would step out of the way. So I was reading uh, Time Magazine recently, and Time Magazine 2017, the end of 2017, they did this they did this piece on 25 greatest inventions in 2017. One of the inventions was a high tech pair of glasses. You could put these incredible glasses on, and for people who are legally blind, they can now play sports. They can see objects coming their way. They can throw a ball. They can catch a ball. They can cross the street. They can see trucks. They can see... It's incredible. It's one of the greatest inventions of 2017. Now, here's what Jesus says, everybody. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is our guide. Jesus says the Holy Spirit basically helps us to see. The Holy Spirit helps us to see. And in the Bible, we are told that oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So I want to explain something that we're going to do at the end of the There's absolutely no pressure to participate. But because God has gripped my heart with this, because we so much want as a church, as a community, for all of us to get into 2018 and say, Oh, my goodness, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes. I saw trouble coming in any shape or form. I saw it coming. The Holy Spirit opened my eyes, and I stepped out of its way. So this is what we're going to do. Right here at the end of this aisle, right next to the stage, and right here, the same thing over here, We're going to have uh, prayer team members at both places. And we encourage you, no pressure again, but if you'd like to, come up. We're going to just a small drop of oil on your forehead and anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we're going to pray this prayer. I know this is new for some of you, but here's the prayer we're going to pray. So I'm going to tell you exactly the prayer that we are going to pray. We're going to pray, Holy Spirit, give. And we're going to say your name. In my case, it would be John. Holy Spirit, give John eyes to see trouble and step out of its way. It's a simple seven-second prayer. And we want to believe that the Spirit of God is going to be upon all of us, opening our eyes to see trouble in 2018 and step out of its way, no matter what shape or form that comes in. So now we're going to... Uh, we're going to have communion. We're going to serve. The communion team's going to come and serve us communion, and then I will revisit that at the end, okay? So uh, let me explain real briefly communion. If you've never been here for communion before, you can just stay right in your seat because the team is going to come, We're going to serve you communion. It's going to be on trays. We're going to pass it down aisles. On the tray will be a wafer and a cup. Communion is open to everybody here. You can take a – if you would like to. There's no problem if you don't want to. But if you'd like to, please take a wafer, take the cup, and hold it there. And then we're, then, then we're going to have a prayer at the end and we're all going to eat and drink together, okay? Let me explain a few things about communion, why it's so important. So Jesus Christ is that loyal friend. We just said today we're looking for loyalty. Proverbs says, look for a loyal friend who's faithful at all times. Jesus Christ was faithful at all times. In the worst circumstances, Jesus Christ never left us. We're told that his friends, his friends, his disciples, during the worst day of his life, turned their back on him and denied him. But what did he do? He remained faithful and loyal to them and never turned away from them. Never forsake them. Loved them, prayed for them, forgave them. Jesus Christ is the ultimate friend. He says he calls us friend. His love for you is unconditional. He's loyal, he's honest, and he's there for us at all Times, so I said last week. You know, the millennial uh, generation that's here at Grace kept asking for me to talk a little bit about Hunger Games, and I talked a little bit about that last week. I'll say one word about Hunger Games as the team finishes serving up. One thing about the Hunger Who's the Who's the heroine of Hunger? What's her name? Katniss. Katniss. Is Why is she? Why is she the hero? Why is she the hero? It happens in the opening in the opening scenes of the Hunger Games. In the opening scenes of the Hunger Games, her sister, right? See, so she becomes a tribute. She's gonna be one of the ones that goes in the Hunger Games, and her sister, little sister who's afraid of everything, surely is gonna die in the games. And so before her little sister actually even gets to the stage, what does Katniss do? She jumps out of the crowd, says, No, 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 no. Take me instead. My life for hers. Theologically, we call it substitutionary atonement, my life or hers. And when we see something like that, like in The Hunger Games, something inside of us says, yes, that's right. It's an inescapable story, everybody. All the great works of literature, many of the great works of literature, seem to come back to this theme where one person says, I will give my life. I will sacrifice my life for yours. And that's what communion is all about. Jesus Christ said, my body will be broken for you because I love you. I I will I will die on the cross in your place. S- substitutionary atonement. Jesus Christ for lo- us Jesus Christ's love for us is so incredible, so strong, so unconditional. That in our worst moments when we feel that we can't love ourselves and nobody can love us either, Jesus Christ is standing right there refusing to walk away from us because he is a friend that stays with us at all times. That's the meaning of communi- communion, and it's powerful. And would like you, as the team finishes serving, that you just think about that. No matter what, Jesus will never turn away from you. I want to encourage those who are watching online if you could get a piece of bread and uh, some juice and participate with us in communion everyone on the night that jesus christ was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it he said this is my body that i'm giving for you in your place took a cup said this is my very life that's being poured out for you i'm giving my life for you because i love you that much let's pray over the bread and the cup and then let's take together heavenly father thank you so much For your unconditional love, Jesus, you are that faithful friend that would never, ever, ever, no matter how bad the circumstances are, if the cross and the torture that preceded the cross could not make you turn away from us, what could? Lord, bless the eating of this bread and the drinking of this cup and may your unconditional love be so real, so real like never before for every single one of us in this room as we eat and drink together in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us eat and drink together. Well, thank you so much for for being here. I hope that you'll take one of these with you. God has gripped my heart in an incredible way with this, this verse for this year for all of us that we would get to the end of this year and we could all look back and say, the Holy Spirit has opened our eyes. We've seen trouble, whatever shape or form. It's, maybe it's relational, maybe it's financial, maybe it's career, maybe it's another life decision. So we want to invite you again. There's no pressure, but prayer team will be here. Prayer team will be here. We encourage you just to make a line. We'd just like to anoint you with a drop of oil and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes, to give you a spiritual sight, that you've never had before, that you could see trouble coming and step out of its way. So I'm going to pray, and i want to encourage you. If you'd like to come for prayer, just form a line here. You come down and just exit this way. And if you want additional prayer, our prayer team will be on this side over here. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you, Jesus, that you tell us the Holy Spirit is our guide to open our eyes, to help us to see. Life is filled with problems And it trips us up and it causes us tears. It causes us pain. But this year, 2018, Holy Spirit, make it different. Open our eyes to see the trouble and that we would step out of the way. We know you have a plan for us. In Christ's holy name, everybody said, amen.